Hello, 24 Carat Tribe, it's Rhonda. Over the next few weeks, we want to share with you some bonus episodes. These are episodes that Phyllis and I have been on either together or separately. Some of them are YouTube live videos, some of them are Facebook Live, and some of them are podcasts. Each time we get an opportunity to share, we hope that we encourage and inspire the audience. So we hope you enjoy this week's episode. This week's bonus episode is from a organization called Don't Stop Step Up. Naoma approached me to be on her YouTube Live and Facebook Live video a few weeks ago, and I agreed to do so because I loved what she was doing. When I started thinking about don't stop, step up, that meant so much to me because how many times do we get discouraged and just stop and we never get to our full potential because we don't step up? So in this week's episode, she asked me to discuss the minefield of mindset. I was also joined by a wonderful business coach, Brian Penzo. He was amazing at the insight that he gave as well. And so this discussion, we just talk about how we overcome mindset so that we can be successful, both in our personal and professional lives. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. And again, 24 Carat Tribe, we appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and review us. And we hope you have a great day. Well, hello, guys. Hello. Hello. Good. Welcome to another episode of You Can't Stop Step Up. Today, the topic that we're going to be talking about is the mind feel of mindset. I am excited to bring on my guest today as we start this wonderful conversation. I can't wait because I think this is a very important topic as we begin to discover ourselves in our different journey. So I'm going to start by introducing my best guest, Rhonda Belie. Hey, hi. How are you today? I am well. How are you? I am good. I'm excited to talk to you today. Yes. And then my second guest today is Brian Pencil. Hey, Brian. Hey. How are y'all doing today? We are doing great. I'm doing great. I mean. My Saturday has been chill. I went for uh, my workout in the morning, and then I went for a walk, and now I feel good. Rhonda, how about you? How has your Saturday been? It's been good. I mean, I'm I'm a mom and a wife, so I cleaned the kitchen and made some breakfast. And, <laughs> you know, just doing my mom things today, some laundry. <laughs> nice. Brian, how about yourself? How has your Saturday been? I know it's been busy. It's been busy. Had to uh, go and do a little bit of work today at the plant and uh, get some things lined up. But now I'm chilling in the chilling at the house in the afternoon, having a wonderful conversation with y'all. Yay! I'm excited, guys. Are you guys excited to dive yes, into this conversation? Definitely. Oh yeah, love definitely. the topic. Okay. Well, the reason why I think this topic is because the first series of this conversation is pretty much based upon finding yourself. And so when you talk about finding yourself, one thing that is really big is the mindset, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of things are going to be, if you don't really know yourself, like if you don't, if you're not confident in who you are, you know, um, you're going to be, you know, you, you're going to keep going back and forth with what everybody's telling you to do mm -hmm. instead of what that you want to do. Um, and that is not to say that we don't learn as we go, because no man is an island. That is to say that you got to know yourself. Your cup has to pull first before you can pull, before you can pour into someone else. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so the mindset, I think, is a very important topic to talk about. So growing up, my dad always said, it's all in the mind. But mm -hmm. I never understood what that meant until I became an adult and started going through, you know, my own journey. That was when I understood what it's all in the mind meant. So I'm excited to start this conversation. But before I start, I want each each of you to talk about what you're doing for yourself and then what you do for the community. Rhonda, I'm going to start with you. Um, for myself, as far as like my mindset or as far as like what I enjoy <clears throat> doing? Just currently, cur currently doing like, you know, job-wise, business-wise and 
Okay. So a couple things. I have been in the insurance business for 25 years. I work for a general agency and we basically help and um, brokers educate them on the product and all of the uh, different benefits that insurance offers. But then I also, um, my two most important jobs is being a mom and a wife. And then my husband and I also have a nonprofit organization called the Tiana Foundation, where we help parents who have lost children to neonatal and early infant death by providing them with memorial markers or gravestones for their children. Um, And that's a huge passion of mine, especially um, after March of 2002 when my daughter passed away. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you, Rhonda, for coming on here. I mean, mean, again, the reason why I chose Rhonda is because she just talked about her daughter passing away and how she's been able to get herself back on track. And I think, you know, that really stems from having God by your side, one. Mm -hmm. And then also having the right mindset to try to you know, do what it is that you want to do to make you a better person, a happy person. So I thank you for being on here to share the story with everyone. Yeah, thank you. Um, Brian, I'm going to go to you. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, I've been self-employed for the last 30 years. Uh, I've got multiple companies. I'm a life coach, a public speaker, and a published author. And I like to help people solve problems, Um, not necessarily solve them for them, but just give them some ideas and some advice and maybe just a little bit different perspective on things because the the reality is they have to have the, the cognitions themselves. And when they do that, it just it makes a world of difference on how their life starts to change. It's because it's their own decisions that they're making. Thank you, Brian. Again, I, I, I chose Brian because he's, he's going to tell his story, obviously. I'm not going to tell it for him, but he has a very wonderful story that he's definitely going to share as it you know, relates to the mindset. So I chose these two wonderful guests because I really want them to give us their perspective on life very authentically. Um while also, you know, helping because I am a believer of when the when when the everyday people, which is myself, Rhonda, Brian, going through our day to day activity, when we come together and really drop those things out there for people that are watching, my hope or my goal is that, you know, people can do and it motivates people to be able to step up in their journey and not give up on their journey. Mm-hmm. And that is why, you know, I'm excited about this topic because I think it really stems from mine. So, guys, now that we are done with all the introduction, let's get right into the question. My first question for you guys is, what are, what are some questions that you ask? Because when we think about the mind, first of all, the definition of a minefield, like, so you have, I'm trying to think about, like, the, the most, like, the very simple way to give a definition of a mindset, right? Because when you go out to, like, like a war zone, you have all this minefield on the ground, and it's not careful to step on it, and then it can explode, and it can kill you, too, if frost, right? right. When you think about your mindset, there's setting times that when, when you don't know yourself, and you're, and you're out there in the world, and the world is telling you everything that they want to tell you, if you don't really know yourself, you listen to everything that they're telling you, and you can literally meet your doom. <laughs> literally. Right. Yeah. So I think for me, my, my the first question I want to ask each and every one of you is, what are some things that, um, what are some things that help you know, um, first of all, know yourself. And then what are some things that help you stick to, you know, have, have, a, have a firm goal, focus, and just stick to it? Brian, I'll go with you. Well, for me, I, I pick something that I'm passionate about, something that really resonates with me. And I think that has uh, a lot to do with my journey was uh, – I started out in Ohio. I moved to Texas. I started building companies, but I moved to Texas to fish professionally. That was my goal. That was the end result, the dream. 
So I came to Texas to chase that and found myself homeless, no money, no food, no nothing. But it was the focal point, which I think is the important part here. That's what kept me going through everything. Mm -hmm. The knockdowns, the, you know, scuffing up your knee, you know, stolen truck, stolen product. Everything has been set. You know, it's going to knock you down. It's what you do with it when you do get knocked down. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, it's your mindset and staying focused. This is the key. Staying focused on the end goal. Now, when you get to that goal, you're going to have to create another goal. But the journey will play out as it needs to play. Everybody wants to know, how's this going to happen? How fast is it going to occur? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. not the important part. The important part is staying focused on something that you love, that you're passionate about, <laughs> Mm -hmm. And don't deviate from the railroad tracks that you're on, no matter what people tell you. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you, Brian. I mean, I feel like so after my daughter passed away, I remember just feeling completely defeated and thinking, I don't know how to start over. Like, how do you start over after burying your child, which is a completely unnatural process? Um, I grew up a pastor's kid. So I had a lot of expectations of how my life was supposed to go, what it was supposed to look like. I thought, well, gosh, I've done everything right. So I shouldn't be, you know, stumbling along in the world only to find out that, you know, good things happen. I mean, bad things happen to good people. Right. And so I really, during that time and season took time to focus on becoming a better version of myself and really digging deep and seeing who I was. And I will tell you my favorite Bible verse is Job 23, 10. And it says, for when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. And so that I have carried with me for so long. Um, it's funny that you say minefield because, you know, you have to go into a mind to find the gold. And then there's a nine step process to refine gold. And so, like Brian said, it's not just a one and done. We are constantly in process. And so I think that's something that people often forget is that we just want to be done. Like we want to just get to that end goal and that's it. We're done, but we're going to forever until we die, be in process. Yep. It never ends. Mm -hmm. It never ends. Yeah. No, you're, you're right. You're right. I think it's funny because one of the guests that I was talking to had told me about uh, a microwave approach versus an oven baked approach. Mm. And she said, you know, when, when you look at, when you look at the generation of now, they want that microwave approach that's zip back, you know, mm -hmm. real quick, you know, I, I put this money in, I should see the success like tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. right. But, you know, but the older generation, yeah, they're, they're willing to be baked completely, you know, like mm -hmm. willing to be baked and continue, keep, you know, continue. They always want to keep being baked so that when they get to that final process, they are like, you know, really, really ready, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and, and it's true because I think um, in this day and age, that is the, that is the misconception once you you throw a seed, you think it's going to just germinate immediately. Like, like you said, Rhonda, like the minefield about constantly, we're constantly in that learning. Mm -hmm. Nobody can ever say, oh, I've learned everything. You know, we all learn from each other. And I mm -hmm. always, I'm always the best to admit that I am a walking progress. And so even on this track, I learn from my guests. I take notes. I, you know, really evaluate, like, you know, what is, how can I be better in my own life? Mm -hmm. You know, because that is what everybody, I mean, you know, no matter whoever. Brian, it looks like you want to stay. I think that the misconception a lot of times is everybody wants the success right away. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. you know, if you want to climb a summit, you got to start at the bottom. Yeah. You've got to train and you've got to learn. And one of the things that I realized after coaching people for many years is I think a lot of times people's success is delayed simply because they can't handle the success that comes. Yeah. Say it again. Say that again. Mm -hmm. Say it again. <laughs> I think that people's success has been delayed because they can't handle the success that they're looking for, they're asking for. Right. You start becoming successful if you don't have the right mindset 
You don't have the right communication skills. You can't manage your money. You can't mm -hmm. manage your time. You build this huge organization. And if it's mismanaged, because the trip down is a whole lot faster than the one up. Yeah. Everybody wants this, you know. And I asked somebody the other day, I said, do you know why there's so many elevators to get to the top of a building? Because there are no straight rides. Mm -hmm. You've got to learn and progress a little by little and hang around with people that have what it is that you want, that are willing to help you and guide you along the way. And that's yeah. why I think a lot of people hit that true, that true stride of success in their late 20s, early 30s, 35, 40s sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's because they've got to learn. There, there's no manual to life. There's no manual to build a company. There's no manual for a relationship. These are all things that we have to progress. We make mistakes, we learn. Mm -hmm. We make a mistake and we learn. And we keep evaluating the mistakes, which is what creates our toolbox, which allows us to manage and handle the success. Mm -hmm. How many people have you seen rock stars that made all this money? They went to the top. And they wrap themselves yep. around a telephone pole or they're in drug rehab or mm -hmm. they're an alcoholic. It's because they cannot handle the success that they've achieved. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, like, to, I like to say uh, character refined is mission defined, you know, so, oh. so when you have, you know, you have to learn to build your character. And I think a lot of times people don't want to listen, right. They want to just be right. You, right. And, and at some point you have to look in the mirror. And I, I mean, I've told my children this, I tell, you know, my business professional people, this, I, like, look in the mirror and see what you're doing wrong. Cause if you're making the same mistake over and over and over again, that might be on you. I mean, you might need to make some changes. I mean, if you have friendships that keep being broken or you have relationships that keep dissolving, well, what are you doing and how are you changing and how are you becoming a better person and work on yourself? You know, I don't think you're ever done working on yourself. I, I see a counselor on a regular basis, not because I'm a screw up because I need to process and talk through things, you know? Right. And I think people have this misconception that, if you're seeking therapy or you're, you know, seeking self-help or trying to find a business coach, for instance, that's just you trying to be a better person. That's right. Yeah. Building character is one of the most fundamental things that anybody can do. I mean, I've got a complete chapter on it in my book. Communication is a complete chapter. Mm -hmm. Character is a complete chapter. Because if people can't trust you and know that your word is pure gold, they will not do business with you. Yep. Absolutely. You tell somebody you're going to be a meeting at seven o'clock and okay, you might have a flat tire. You might catch behind a train. You might be late once, but if seven o'clock in your world is seven fifteen to seven twenty, because you do not respect the people that you're, that you're meeting, mm -hmm. you've lost character with them, yep. which means that they won't trust you to do business with mm -hmm. character and communication. The two C's, those two right there are the fundamentals and basic foundation of any organization or any adventure you're ever going to build. Mm -hmm. Those two right there are the most important, in my world anyway. As far as I'm concerned, those are the two keys. Yeah, I think in, I think in my world, well, <laughs> yep. it, 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 I think it, it's very important, character and communication. I think communication is like a big, I think a lot of people, a lot of people struggle with that. A lot, even in business, I think mm -hmm. you know, you you just assume a certain thing, and you're like, "Well, how about you start?" And, and I and I think a lot of people also, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of people are waiting. They're waiting for the next person to start to communicate. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I, I might be waiting for Rhonda to reach out to me. And yeah, I reach out to Rhonda, and I'm, <laughs> that's why it's it don't matter who reaches out to who. Yeah. Right. I mean, say yeah. hello. How was your day? How are mm -hmm. you feeling today? Right. How was your day? How was your right. weekend? It's a very simple start right. mm -hmm. to a conversation. True. Yeah. I mean, so so with this now, you know, I've, I've often had people say this whole, I'm just surviving to try, to, to try. And I've always wondered, why are you saying you're surviving to try, try? You know, because... I'm, you know, I, 
I feel like what people radiate or what they speak usually follows them because mm-hmm. when you declare whatever it is that you're declaring, yeah. it's going to follow you. So I guess what would it mean to give that up, surviving to trust? Like what, what would it mean to give that up and really just focus? Rhonda, well, go ahead. I think that, I mean, I think surviving, like who wants to just survive? Like I don't want to just right. survive. I don't want to live life surviving. You know, I want to live life fully. So if you're going right. to live life fully, you have to get rid of the mindset of just surviving to thrive because I don't even think the word surviving and thrive go together because if you're thriving, that means you're doing something. That means you're accomplishing a goal. That means you're moving forward in, in a mission, right? Um, so I think first of all, just getting rid of the word surviving out of your vocabulary, because I feel like that's a very negative word to attach to your mindset. Oh, most definitely. Brian, yep. what about you? Um, I would have to say that people need to get out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. People are comfortable. I know I've got a paycheck every two weeks. It pays my bills. You know, I got a little bit of scratch left over. I can go bar hopping on the weekend. I'm good. What they've got mm-hmm. to look at is, is cell phones and computer time, but mostly cell phones, is robbing their life right out from front of them. Go to your screen. Go to your screen time on your phone because it logs everything. And go in and do the research of how much time you spend looking at cat videos or this or that that are all non-productive. Is it fun? Yes. I'm a cat lover. I, I like a good old cat video as much as everybody else. But that cat video is not going to increase this. This is the most valuable piece of real estate you'll ever own in your life. Invest in it. Invest in it wisely. So let's say your screen time last last week was eight hours. So let's, instead of just completely taking all the fun out of it, let's take four hours and do some research. Mm -hmm. Maybe do a personal development course. Maybe read a book. Maybe download a new Audible book. Uh, Maybe you want to learn how to market. Maybe you want to learn how to communicate and spend the time on what it is Mm -hmm. that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. What is it that tripped you to think about this and start spending some time on it? Because nobody's going to come and spoon feed you the information. I will tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. Success Mm -hmm. is a journey that comes from within. If it's not in here, you're not going to make it. So you have to get off of the nail, get out of the comfort zone and the, you know, I'm, I'm, well, how did you say it? I'm six. What was the phrase that you used? Rhonda, right? Me? I think it was Rhonda. No, no, no. 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 Uh, surviving, to... surviving to thriving, which I right. think surviving, surviving. Uh, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing stays at a plateau. Mm-hmm. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no in-between, and that's something that people have to make a conscious decision about. Go out and listen to some Les Brown lectures or Mm -hmm. Tony Robbins or Grant Cardone. I listen to all these guys every week because you've got to have someone that's pulling you. They're not going to push you, but you can listen to the right information and start investing in this, and once you start to do that, it will start to treat you a whole lot better. It'll start functioning at a higher rate. It's because you're putting good information in. Your mind is like a computer. Bad in, bad out. You put good in, you're going to get good out. And that is what you have to do. You have to start changing the information that you're consuming. That's a big point in, in, in anybody's world today, especially anybody that wants to be successful. And Brian, Brian. You, said you were talking about investing. And I find a lot of times um, from a business perspective, people, you know, are in a corporate job. They're used to their employer paying for things, for training of those kinds of things. And I'm, I'm a big proponent of investing in yourself. Like if you want to learn new leadership skills, I mean, last weekend I was in a virtual leadership conference for eight hours. It was something I paid for on my own. It had nothing to do with the company that I work for. It's about learning to do things and um, learning new things. Because how can you grow if you're just doing the same old thing every single day? I mean, 2020 has been a little bit like a groundhog year, right? So what are you doing with it? Are you going to sit in 2020 and wait for next year? Okay, 
wait for 2021. I'm not waiting for 2021. I'm convinced and I am, I am so convinced that 2020, when I look back at it, I'm going to go, oh my gosh, I learned this. I learned how to do that. I, I want to learn things so that I could be a better person and walk into 2021 better than I walked out of 2020. Yeah, you're going to have more tools because mm -hmm. you hear this all the time. Oh, I'd love to do that, but I don't have the time. Or well, I don't have I the money. I don't have the money, mm -hmm. but yet they got a $1,200 cell phone yep. on their side. Yep. Or they've got a, a $200 cable bill. Or mm -hmm. they stop at Starbucks on the way to work, on the, on the way to back to work, uh, from work. So you're talking 10, 15 bucks a day. Yep. Extrapolate that out over 25 or 30 days. That's a car payment. Yep. So that's where your mindset, and I really take my hat off to you because you're in a position where leadership, we're all leaders. Mm -hmm. It's just, who are we leading? Correct. You know, I mean, yeah. are we leading bad or are we leading good? Right. And you, to spend your own money to develop your valuable piece of mm -hmm. real estate is going to flourish, not only for you, but the people you're working with, because you'll become a better leader and you'll have better advice better information to yeah. help those that are around you. And yeah. anybody who wants to be really super, super successful, the more people you help around you, the faster you'll be successful. And it, inevitably, you will get what you want if you help enough people do what it is, the thing that they want to do. Yeah, I agree. So, so let, me, let me challenge that just a little bit, right? Okay. I, I, do, I do understand that you have to learn and invest in yourself. That much, I don't disagree However. I have, I'm a firm believer of people, human beings, spend the time learning, learning, learning. Information junkies, right? Whether it is bad information or good information, right? What about unlearning? Because there's certain things that we got to unlearn to be better people. Oh, most definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, it's not just the new information. It's taking the old information and, and analyzing it. You know, maybe you got some advice from an uncle or an aunt or a sister or a brother that when you were young, you took it as the golden rule. And now you're getting older and you're finding out that that was nowhere near the truth. It right. wasn't fact that was being shared with you. It was someone's opinion, whether right. they were aggravated, whether they had, they had a heavy heart, somebody hurt them. Mm -hmm. But these are all things that we have to analyze I've been doing X every day for the last 20 years. <clears throat> Your best thinking and best decision-making has, has landed you in the position that you're in. If that is not an ideal position, it's time to rethink your thinking process. Yeah. And yeah, ask yourself, why did I think this? Truly right. really ask yourself, why did I think this? And track it back because you're probably going to find some false data, some bad data, or some data that was given you under duress or anger that isn't correct, but you've been using it and utilizing it to live your life, which has gotten you in the position that you're in, which may not be ideal. I was just going to say that, you know, I think, and we talked about this a little bit before we even came on the show, when we talk about like generational dysfunction, you know, and uh, sometimes some of the things that we've learned from our parents aren't things that we should be carrying on to the next generation. And so I think right. you have to take a really hard look at yourself and go, what did I learn in that previous generation? And it may have not even been anything horrible. It might just be that the times have shifted and you need to change your mindset and change the way you do things. So, you know, there's things I've done in my marriage with my children. And I, you know, my daughter just recently got married and I tell, I told her, I said, you know, dad and I haven't been perfect in our marriage. We have done things wrong. We haven't argued right. We haven't done everything perfect, but you right. get to change that. You get to see what we did wrong and you get to do it different in your marriage. And I think that's the thing is that it's not the same from one generation to the next. I mean, you take what you've learned from that generation that's good and bring it in. And then the stuff that's bad, get rid of it. Right. There's, there's nothing not like learning from someone else's errors and mistakes. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the ideal thing, right? Instead of making it all new, you learn from somebody else's and fix it and move on. Yeah. Right. You don't just say make it But some people tend to have weight. I'm not going to lie. Yesterday, I'm going to learn from my own mistake. 
bit of a mistake that somebody has made like <clears throat> that led from. So that was my that was actually gonna be my next question. You know, Rhonda, I know you said, you know, you you can let certain things go, you can apply certain things. So I guess that's my next question. What does letting go do to you guys? Rhonda, go ahead. Well, um I think letting go feels I mean, I've had to let go of a lot of things, you know, I mean, I think especially going through losing a child, there's a lot of things that you carry with you and trauma that happens. Um, so, you know, there, for me, a lot of my setback was triggers would happen and then I would go back to that old mindset. And so I've really had to learn to let go. For me, it's been journaling. I write a lot. I, I love to write down how I feel because I do feel like you need to process those feelings and actually say them, feel them in order to let them go. So a lot of times people just go, just let it go, but you really do need to process through them and feel like if you're angry, why am I angry? What, what is causing me anger? What's the trigger that why every time that I get angry, what did something trigger me? What, what happened? Um, and I think once you're able to do that, whether it's writing it down or even being able to mentally process it, then you're able to move forward in freedom, right? Because ultimately like you can't, be free unless you've gotten rid of that emotion that's attached to it. Correct. Brian, what do you think? You've been a coach for what? Over 15 years? Tell me. Tell me about it. What do you think? Letting go. For me, for me, I have people look look at their issues in a real unit of time. Look at them without any obscurities in it, not what you put in it, not what you think happened, or not what someone said happened. You have to look at things because it's in there. You didn't forget. You may have a lot of masked stuff on top of it. You may have a little icing on there and some whipped cream and some nuts that you don't want to look at what it is that really happened. <clears throat> so we fabricate a story. And trust me, the lies that we tell ourselves Amen. on a daily basis yeah. are a yeah. whole lot worse than the ones that outside tell us. And that, is, that is a cold, hard reality. Yep. And me, when I was young, I had a bad attitude. I had a bad ego, bad attitude. And it got me into a lot of trouble. And I had to look at that and say, you know, if I keep going like this, I'm not going to survive. Mm -hmm. So I had to go back in and look at things for what they really were. Not what I wanted them to be, not what somebody said they were, but what is re what is the reality in my world and how and why is it affecting me? Right. Once you go back and look at it, as I say, the past is a nice place to visit but it's not a place to stay. Mm -hmm. Go back in, confront the issue, look at the issue, accept it. Eckhart Tolle wrote a book called The Power of Now because now is all you have. Mm -hmm. 20 minutes ago is gone, 30 minutes ago, last week, last year, everything. <clears throat> so you can try to live in that time factor while you're still trying to function in a today's manner, in a now manner. You're going to have collisions. It's not going to work. Let that stuff put it to rest. Let it go. What you have control, you can control right now, today, at this very minute. If you need to cut something loose, you can cut it loose. So that is, that's how I deal with, with people. And I'm, I'm a pretty straightforward coach, uh, just the same way my book is. There's no sugar in it. I'm not here to win a popularity contest. You know, I tell people... What they need to hear, not what they want to hear. I don't want them to feel all warm and fuzzy one day and then go out the next day and be in the same position that they were in before they met me. So I want impact. So I like to tell people my own personal experience, but I've noticed that that my personal experience <clears throat> has been shared by a lot of the successful people that I know. A lot of them have lived very similar lifestyles. Yeah. Yeah, it's a reality factor that we have to all of us have to <clears throat> none of us have lived perfect lives. <laughs> none of us. And Brian, and we I love, have to be able to deal with that. I was just Go gonna ahead. say, Brian, I was gonna say, I love the fact that you don't tell people what they want to hear, because I think, you know, it's so funny because a lot of people I actually <coughs> um, 
have a degree in counseling. And so um, when I've done counseling, people will come in and they'll, they want me to tickle their ears with whatever they want to hear. Right. Yeah. But the second, but the second you tell them something that's going to ruffle their feathers, they're like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's crazy. Oh my gosh, that was so mean. And it's like, Really? Because you're just not ready to go there. You're not ready to go deep into your own healing process. Yeah, who needs information when you've got an ego? And that's all that is, is an ego and a bad attitude. They're not listening to what you're trying to do to help them. Right. Oh, I deal with that all the time, all the time. I've got people that bought my book six months ago that haven't even cracked it open. (laughs) And they're like, because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because yeah. self yes, self development yeah. is hard. Self development yeah. is not something that is easy. You have to question yourself on a regular basis. And um, you know, I have a podcast, and I will say all the time that it makes me accountable for what I say because I'm constantly having to check myself and going, you, you're the one you said this now hold yourself accountable to it. And that's the problem is we have no accountability. And so then we just go around blaming everybody else for everything that's happened in our lives. Right. Well, you know, what you just said is pure gold because personal development has to first start with personal, a personal inlook. The personal development development has to start with a personal analysis of Mm -hmm. oneself. And that is a, that is a dog that nobody likes to hunt with because they they get all their feathers ruffled up Mm -hmm. and they don't want to look at that. Well, that that's not me. You know, everybody else has got a bad attitude. Yeah. Well, just keep telling yourself that. It's not you. It's it's me. Actually. It's funny that you guys did that, and that makes me really laugh because I used to be in that place. I was too. I used to blame every other person except myself. Mm -hmm. But as I started growing older, I I was talking with my friend today when we were taking a walk, and I told her, I take personal stock of my life Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I think we're all quick to take stock of somebody else's life. But us, that we are struggling or we have different issues that we need to deal with, we don't want to take stock of, of, of our lives. And so mm-hmm. I think of, of my attitude, my behavior, and I've started being very conscious about that. Like, you know, if I'm about to do something or say something or things like that, you know, I, I'm, I'm very conscious about things like that. So, I mean, and you're right, people don't like to hear the hard truth. Like, mm-hmm. and, and and I always tell people like, a person like, when you have your friends, have friends that would tell you the truth. If, like I have my friends that would tell me you messed up. Like yeah. at times they hear my story and they know okay I could see where you were coming from, but there are times they're like you messed up. Like don't try to they don't sugarcoat nothing, <laughs> and I don't sugarcoat things, and I don't think. I feel like a lot of people don't want to tell me stuff because of that. I'm just not going to sugarcoat. I don't know how to 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 sugarcoat. Right. Those well, are the best friends yeah. to have because they're straightforward, mm-hmm. upfront with you. Those are actually your real friends because right. you know you the people. I always laugh when, you know, women will say like, oh, well, you know, I'm friends with her because she, she, we don't fight or we don't argue or we don't disagree or we don't agree to disagree. And, um, I mean, my, my best friend that I adore, we don't always agree. And I'm glad because, you know, sometimes she calls me out on my stuff and I call her out on her stuff. And I think that's really, I think that's important too, with your mindset, like who you are surrounding yourself with. If you are surrounding yourself with yes, people, those might not be your people like you might need to find a new group of people right well it goes back to the old adage if you close if you take your five closest friends you add up all the income and you divide by five you're going to be really close to your income because Mm -hmm. that's people's comfort zone right wow yeah i mean that is this is a very interesting i could talk about this all day long but i have (laughs) one question the 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 i have is what question could your life be expressed in answer to? Right. 
And I know that's a very, like, what what question could your life be expressing an answer to right now? Mm. If you were to think about that. Brian, I'm going to go with you because I went to Rwanda before, so... <laughs> I need, I need to hear that question because it's not resonating. What was the okay? Because you, know, you cut what, out a little bit there. Yeah. What question could your life be expressing an answer to at the moment? What question? Oh, I would have to say that I was mm-hmm. a high school kid that barely graduated school. C's and D's. Didn't go to college, couldn't even spell college. I've got six companies, multiple employees. I don't have a I don't have a college education. So the question that I think that it may be able to answer are there's people that are out there that want to be successful to say, I don't have a college degree. Uh, I don't have any initials or letters behind my name. Uh, I don't have this. Mm-hmm. Well, all of the I don't haves is in your world. You're creating Mm -hmm. that. And you're going into agreement that I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have this. If you want something, create it. And if the circumstances don't exist to create it, create the circumstances. You are your own limiting factor. So don't Don't sit out here and think because you don't have a college education or you didn't come from a rich family. I didn't come from money. I come from a bunch of hard work and farm people and poured concrete. <clears throat> we, we lived hard lives. So change the viewpoint as to what it is that you want and focus on it. <clears throat> Sorry, I got something. No, you're good. And go after it. Quit telling yourself you don't have time or you don't have the money. Because if you keep telling yourself, I don't have the time, guess what? You're never going to have the time. Mm-hmm. I don't have the money to start that thing. Well, here's a novel idea for you. Do you know that you can go start a business on YouTube? Or not YouTube. Well, YouTube as well. But um, Amazon is an affiliate product, uh, product salesperson. You can go learn how to fix and repair windshields. It pays very well with a very low cost of setup. So let's say you only made an extra $100 a month or $100 a week. That's $400 a month. Mm -hmm. And then you take that money and invest it in a microphone or a headset or a recording program because you want to do voiceover for audiobooks. So stop telling yourself, I can't do, I can't do, Mm -hmm. and start asking yourself, what can I do to get started? All journeys start with a single step. Yep. I love that, Brian. I mean, hey, <laughs> like you said, he said he doesn't sugarcoat nothing. No, I don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> love it. And, love uh, it. That, that's good. That's very good advice. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Rhonda, what about you? What? what uh, well, my biggest, my biggest thorn in my side for a long time was my expectations of how things should be and how they should go. And so I think For me, it's stop letting your expectations define your life and just go for it. And, you know, it, it, for me, I feel like if you allow what you expect from people or from your job or from your life to define the way everything is going, you're going to be disappointed all the time. And, um, you know, I had to learn that life has a series of disappointments. And so you have to learn to overcome that again, Rhonda. Life life has a series of disappointments. You are going to be disappointed and people are going to let you down and people aren't going to say the right thing, do the right thing. But your choice is to either take it and learn from it or, and grow from it or be depressed and upset because everybody let you down. I mean, you know, we can't just live in letdown mode all the time. So Right. I think those are the best growing opportunities mm-hmm. that we have. Yeah. With right. the letdowns. Mm-hmm. It gives us an opportunity to regroup and rethink and yeah. evaluate another way. Yeah. Right. Most definitely. I love mm-hmm. that. Well right. said. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I get a coach. Do I get a coaching badge or something? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Give me a little star up here. No, that was that was excellent. Nothing. The journey is never laid yeah. out. Yeah. We never know what twists and yeah. turns and washed out roads and trees across the road are going to come into play. But yeah. that's what that's makes what us who we are. And I think it makes you stronger, right? Like, you know, you, oh, yeah. they, you could either be, become stronger or you could just roll up in a ball and go in the corner and, and die. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to live my life regretting things that I didn't do or things I didn't try. And for a long time I did. I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I wanted, I wanted it easy. I mean, I wanted it to be just simple and it's not, it's, you know, you really have to learn to dig deep and, and figure out what your purpose is. And I think once you kind of figure out like, this is my purpose, like this is what I'm passionate about and go for it. Because when you talk about what you love, it just comes natural, right? It's not forced. Yep. yep. So, so, so now that brings me to my next question. And the question is, you said figure out your problems. How do you figure out what, I guess, how do you know what your purpose is? How do you know what your purpose is? Oh, no, go ahead. I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> okay, Brian, the, go ahead. How do you know what the purpose is? What, what is because a lot of people, I've had a lot of people say, figure out your purpose, figure out your purpose, right? I want to know. First of all, the, your mindset, like how your mindset is. First of all, how does that align with people? But even before we talk about it, how do you even know the problem to even, think, to even see if there is any sort of alignment? Oh, there's always an alignment. And okay. It has, to, it has to do with what hits us right here. What's in your heart? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's your passion is a pet rescue. <clears throat> maybe it's, you know helping people like uh, Rhonda is here with headstones. You've got to find something that really resonates with you. And it hits mm-hmm. you right here in your heart. Once you find the something of that magnitude, the journey will start to play out. Yeah. But you can't stay. You can't say, I'm mm-hmm. going to focus on bowling balls today. And then tomorrow it's golf balls. And then tomorrow or the next day it's fire trucks. You've got to get focused, something that you're passionate about, something that just, it just, it keeps you going. Then you either want to help solve the problem or help create a solution to the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Or be able to help people. See, my Mm -hmm. passion is helping people. I love it because I know what it's like to want help and not be able to afford it. Right. Or look for answers. And um, I was asking myself questions and I was asking the same person that got me in the position, the questions on the solutions. Right. Doesn't work that way. So I had to start asking questions Mm -hmm. to people who had what it is that I wanted. And then that's what I became passionate about building my companies, writing the book. And now that I've gotten to the point, because it's not about money anymore for me, it's about, I, it was in a seminar or in a book. And they said, you know, on your headstone, you're going to have a born date and a die date. Yeah. And There's neither one of those means anything. <laughs> exactly. Robert. It's the dash. in between. <laughs> right. What did yeah. you do? Did you, did you leave the place? Did you leave the world a better place than what it was when you got here? Or did the place get a whole lot better because you're gone? Because you're gone. That's yeah. something that everybody has to ask themselves. Yes. What did you do while you were here? You know, and, and it, nobody is is happy living a secluded, self-centered, self-serving lifestyle. Yeah. Right. They may make a bunch of money, but they're not gonna be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. If your purpose is selfish for selfish reasons, for things to do for yourself, then you're never going to find your purpose because, you know, our experiences often define how our purpose becomes. And so if you're avoiding the painful things in life, you're never going to find your purpose. If you're just trying to skirt around all the easy things, um, you know, I, I say all the time, like my daughter's death was one of the toughest things I ever had to endure, but, but the purpose in her life, like 
means so much. Like, you know, being able to help other women walk through the journey of grief has given me such a purpose. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without that experience that I had. Had I had just had it easy, it would not have given me a purpose. Everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And we may not see the reason for that for many years down the road. But everything that happens in our life happens for a reason. Yeah. And it and it's all part of the journey. It's how we react to it. I mean, I, I can't even fathom what you had to go through losing a child. Yeah. But coming out on the other side and you experiencing that and now you want to share your knowledge mm-hmm. and your heart with the people that are going through the same thing that you experienced. That's huge. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that do that. Right. Yeah. A leader does that. Yes, you you went through, I'm sure, some really tremendous things. Yeah. But you turned that back and said, okay, I can't change the past but I can help people in the future that are going through the same thing I did. And just maybe I can help them get through it a little bit easier. Yeah. And it doesn't, and it doesn't mean that like during that journey, when you find your purpose that you don't go through really tough things. And I think we had talked about this on our pre-call that I actually went through a very 15 years after my daughter died, went through a very uh, hard time with depression and anxiety. And I had to learn how to manage and, um, you know, just get through that when I start to feel that anxiousness or that depression come on. And those are a lot of things that people don't tell you about grief. And so I think, you know, when you're, when I talk to a women that maybe are year one in or three months in from a death of a child, like I can sit back 18 years and go, yeah, like you might feel one way year one, but you're 15, it might hit you like a ton of bricks. And so Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when you're figuring out your purpose, it doesn't mean it's perfect. Your purpose isn't perfect. Like, you know, you can have a purpose and there's going to be lots of ups and downs along the way. But I think if you can learn to be transparent and honest about what you're going through, it makes your purpose so much greater. Oh, exactly. Yep. I, I completely agree, Rhonda, with transparency and honest Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of fake and there's a Mm -hmm. lot of lies out there just to make a quick buck. I honestly think that, you know, I was listening to one of my favorite speakers um, over the, uh, I think two weeks ago, and she was talking about one thing that a lot of people are scared about is being vulnerable. And when wow. you, when you cannot, when you cannot show your story, so like you have to be able to show your story, not tell your story and showing means that you're, you're teaching people how, you know, who, who are working in that, like how to overcome that. You're not just mm-hmm. telling them, oh, I did this and this, mm-hmm. showing them how they can also overcome everything they're going through. And so, uh, but the one thing that a lot of people are scared about is being vulnerable. And that's mm-hmm. why everybody can tell their story. Yeah. Because people don't want to open up that. No. Do not remember memory. I like to call it. Do not remember memory. Yeah. Open it mm-hmm. up. They don't want to be vulnerable. But I think like true authenticity comes from true vulnerability. Yeah. And people see guys. that, right? Go people ahead, see that. I was just gonna say people see that. You right. know, people know when you're not transparent, when you're not vulnerable. Right. I've noticed in my older age that I become less and less tolerant of people who are you know, just, oh, everything's wonderful. Everything's great. The sun is always shining. I mean, no, come on on mindset. Let's be real. Some days are crappy and that's okay. And it's how you recover from those crappy days. And from that moment, that really is the true way of your mindset. It's like when we were in school, they said, if someone hands you lemons, you make lemonade, Mm -hmm. take the negatives and try to figure out the negative came in for whatever reason that is. Mm-hmm. Try to utilize that information to turn it into a positive. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and absolutely. you're right about people vulnerability. People don't. Uh, oh, they don't want to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll think I'm a loser. Well, mm, no. You've got to be able. You can't keep all that stuff cooped up. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of people in loony farms right now that thought it was a good idea to keep it all bottled up. Right. <clears throat> it just, it no. Work. 
so true. You know, we did, um, so I did a podcast not too long ago and I talked about my battle with anxiety and depression. And I remember getting off that podcast and telling my co-host, you know, that was hard. It was really, really hard to do. And I cried after it because it was hard to share and to be vulnerable and wonder, oh, what are other people going to think? You know, they think this of me and now they're going to think different. And it's like, once you get past, like, I, I don't care. Like they don't, who cares? Like, that's right. You think I'm bad because I had a bout of depression? You know, oh, well, I hope that, you know, my story helps somebody. I hope my story is able to enable somebody else to say, you know what? I feel exactly the same way. Right. And I'm not alone, you know? Right. And I think, like, everybody on earth, I think because we're too hard on ourselves sometimes, mm-hmm. I think, like, everybody on earth does experience, they go through something. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody is going through something. No human being is perfect. And because we are not perfect, we're imperfect. Everybody is going through something. It might not be, like, I might not be going through what Rhonda is going through now. I might not be going through what Brian is going through. But I know that Brian has stuff that he's going through. Rhonda has stuff that she's going through. And so we can only be thinking, oh, my God, you know, know, like, I'm the only one going through so it's good to be open because you just never know who you're going to connect with, who you're going to be able to touch, you know, the encouragement and motivation that you're going to put out there. And this brings me to my last question. What would you be that you are not right now? What would you want to be that you're not right now? Rhonda, I'm going to go with you first. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I feel like I, can, I definitely can be a better leader, which is what I'm striving for right now is to just be better in my leadership skills and be better with um, really genuinely understanding people even more than I do. I mean, I feel like I do, but there's so much more I can learn. So I'm just a work in progress, and I just want to every day just become a better version of myself. Nice. So to add on to, add on to that question before I move to Brian, what is it that you're working on to what? You know, I know you talked about taking the class, but like, what other thing are you working on? Because I know, like, podcasting can be a little therapeutic. Too, yeah. Out too. So, what other ways are you working on start to be a better version of yourself and you know, communicating? Yeah, I think um, just being more introspective with just even uh, my daily journeys, how I'm, you know, interacting not only on business level, but you know, with my own family, with my own uh, friends, just just learning to be better. Like I, I feel like I, I'm never going to be perfect. Right. So I'm going to be working yeah. on it forever. So that question is kind of hard because it's like, I don't know that I'm ever going to get to the point where I'm like, I got it. It's good. Good. You know, I'm going to just be continuing to work on myself. I, I remind myself quite often. My famous line is Rhonda, look in the mirror. What can you do different? How can you be better? How can you um, yep. do things differently? And so, you know, I mean, it, we definitely, I'm learning a ton about in 2020 virtual stuff. This is all new for me. Um, you know, constantly learning about podcasting. I'm in the process of writing a devotional journal right now. So I want to finish that and hopefully that'll be done by the end of the year. So just continuing to grow and expand my horizons. Beautiful. That's awesome. Brian, what about you? What, what would you be that you're how are you working towards it? I know, I know you've done a lot, so I just. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I would like to understand computers a whole lot more. Uh, when I wrote my first book, um, I had to have a lot of help, and I had ghostwriters and that sort of thing. I would still keep those, but being a little bit more computer savvy, uh, being a business owner, I do a lot of real heavy thinking, and I'm an idea person, and it's easier for me to tell someone, hey, I need this done or I need this done or here my computer's not working and have them fix it. So, but I want to get it in a, into a lot more writing. Uh, my first book was Who Are You and Why? The Evolution of You. And it's just a basic uh, stepping stone of how people got where they're at and how they can fix it. And the second part that I want to write the second book, and this is why this is going this way. I need to learn more computer stuff and get hatted up on that. So writing the second book and releasing which will be a whole lot easier because I just did my uh, audible book too. You talk about a learning curve. 
I had to learn the computers, which mics, which headphones. I spent three months learning before I ever started my first recording on my uh, actual audio book, which hopefully will be out in the next oh, 60 days or so. But yeah, just get better overall in, in computer literacy and functionality and ability to use it. That's amazing. Guys, I mean, I'm also learning. I'm never going to sit here and say that I'm a working, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm, I'm perfect in no way, shape, or form. I'm a working progress. I am learning how to learn more. Yep. And, you know, I, I'm a talker. I love to talk a lot. And I type a lot of things. I type and I talk. But I have started learning how to listen a lot to and just learn how to be intentional and present in the conversation. One thing to say, well, I listen, but if you're not really like present, there are a bunch of things that you're going to miss. Mm-hmm. So what I started doing is whenever I, you know, you know, get my um, interview, my guest, I always write stuff. So my head is always going down. I always tell my guest, I'm writing I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just trying to write. Um, because <laughs> I'm I trying to keep up. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up. You have so much. I'm trying to keep up with everything. You know, it's funny you say that. What people don't really realize, and it, it took me a long time to figure this out, is listening. Truly listening and being there is the most valuable part of the communication cycle. Right. It's not the talking. Right. It's the listening, because by listening and really getting dialed into what this individual is telling you, it allows you to speak intelligently and answer the question or communicate with them on the level that they're doing. Right. How many times have you have you been talking to somebody and then they give you an answer back that I, I have no idea how they even got there because they weren't listening? Right. Which shows me that they're really not interested in communicating with me. But the communi- the listening is the most valuable part of that communication yeah. cycle. Most definitely. Yeah. So, guys, with that, I want to ask you guys to leave a final thought about the mind field of mindset. I'm going to go with Rhonda first and then I'll go. Rhonda, leave your final thought. Okay, my final thought is that your mind, you can change your mindset. You can work every single day to become a better person, and where you are today doesn't define you. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Brian, what about you? What would you leave our audience with today? I would have to say really start focusing on your mind. Um, right now I've got a page up right now. You can go to brianpenso.com, B-R-I-A-N-P-E-N-S-O.com, and you can get my first chapter for free. I would start there. If you like what you read, get the second part or get the rest of the book. If you do not like that part, it's, it's pretty much a hammer to the forehead. <laughs> if, uh, it, it's a wake up call for sure. But right. if you can get through that first chapter and love it, I'm guessing that the rest of that book may just change your life forever. I, I know it did mine living it and writing it as well. It changed everything for me. Beautiful. So, Rhonda, um, how can we find you? I know you have oh your podcast, God. and I know you have yes. you have a lot of things. You have I an do. emotional coming on. I, so. I do. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at realityoflife02. That's my Instagram handle. I'm also on Facebook as Rhonda Velez. And then we have a podcast called 24 Carat Conversations Podcast, and we are on all platforms. So we're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, wherever you can find your podcast, we're there. Beautiful. Brian, what about you? How can we, how can the listeners get in touch with you? Uh, They could go to that same page, brianpenso.com, B-R-I-A-N-P-E-N-S-O.com. They can actually send me an email there. They can do a little reading on my background. But that's the best way to get in contact with me. Well, guys, I want to thank each and every one of you for being open and being authentic on this platform. That is what I preach every time. Like I always say, not all the guests are. To be on, not all the guests that I talk to are going to be on my platform because people will be authentic. 
And I think authenticity is what people want to hear now, more so than ever. Like guys being open and being authentic and sharing your story and your journey with us today. Thank you for taking to do that. I want to thank MSK Production as well for putting up this whole production. Um, I, I, I mean, thank you for everything that you do. Guys, again, the minefield of mindset. I mean, our wonderful guest has said it all. He said it all. And you know where to find it if you ever want to continue the conversation or you want to be a guest on your show or, you know, other things that, you know, other ways of reaching out other things that you want to them, you can always But guys, until next time, I will see you guys later. Have a wonderful Saturday. Thanks for having us. I love that I had a great time. Absolutely.